Welcome to Daybreak with Ted Tibbet and Michael Paul. If you have a comment, you can call us now at 261-0898 or pound 981 on any ceasefire device. Our email is newsradiomornings at gmail.com. I've been in a right place, but it must have been a wrong song. 716 and security has notified me, Michael. The Velvet Hammer's in the building. <laughs> That's, and the crowd is ecstatic. <laughs> Gene Valentino, good morning. Your uh, Velvet Hammer is here at your service, sir. Uh, well, we're so glad that you were able to, uh, to join us this morning. I, I was trying to find a new <clears throat> sound effect for the Velvet Hammer. I want to play this one for you, see if you like it. How's that one? Yeah, it has sort of a soothing, relaxing touch to it. <laughs> that's because of the velvet that's wrapped around the hammer that you hit these people with. Yeah, it's that <laughs> subtle bang that you didn't expect, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to meet you got to meet my friend David, who who coined that term for you. He literally he dreamed that up himself, and he dreams a lot of stuff up. I'm not sure what he's on, but uh, but hey, he he thinks of a lot of stuff. Well, thank you to David. It's <laughs> quite interesting. <laughs> All right. So, look, you know, you and I didn't speak much yesterday. We just had a brief text. And, you know, there's so much to talk about. But, look, let's, let's do this. We had, uh, we had a, a great week. If you're a constitutionalist, if you believe in the Constitution, if you believe that the court system will work for you, if you believe that, right will eventually show its head after so much wrong. We had the most amazing Supreme Court smackdown this week against the Biden administration. He seems to be losing at every turn. We can start with that. We can talk about the filibuster. Uh, what's on your mind other than that? Well, that's a good start. And just think, just remember this. If Donald Trump had not appointed three Supreme Court justices and they were not there, We'd have a government forcing mandates down our throats right now. Exactly. That's scary. You know, if, if just think about what would have happened if if uh, Hillary Clinton would have been elected president. This would be a totally different country right now. Yeah, we <clears throat> putting aside the ineptness of Joe Biden and how we can talk about all his trip and falls in this disgraceful week he's had. Putting that aside for just for just a moment. We have had a Supreme Court that stepped up and reminded government of uh, to be careful about uh, the overreach. And the second issue, which runs a close second in the headlines, is Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin saving the filibuster so that we don't get into the political rhetoric of my guys against your guys. We have to have people in office that believe in ideologies, principles, their practices, and their in, and the implementation of righteousness for this nation. That means that it ain't about making Nancy Pelosi happy so that she'll tell Big Pharma to raise some money for my next reelection. It's about whether the vote involving Big Pharma is being... Um, uh, voted in or out uh, for the right reasons. The principles I mentioned. You have got to start uh, 
disassembling the cabal of Democrats versus Republicans. The Democrats have absolutely nearly taken down the House of Cards because of uh, their uh, stronghold that puts their ideologies ahead of what is in the best interest of this nation. There's a difference. They'll, tell, they'll get elected telling you uh, they're going into office uh, for certain reasons to that make you nod your head and say, yeah, I like what he's saying. I'm going to vote for that guy. But as soon as he gets through the doors of Congress, he's being controlled by the greater arm of the Democratic Party and being forced to give up on their uh, uh, ideologies to follow in, in lockstep. And, you know, quite frankly, that has a lot to do with why you're seeing congressional leaders leaving office this year. You're exactly right. You know, here's the thing. The problem is, is that Democrats have gotten to a point where they do not want to hear a different opinion. They don't want to hear what you've got to say. And when they have to go out here and sell their ideas to the American people, well, guess what? They don't resonate very well. So the American people don't like what they're having. or They don't like what they're selling. They don't want to buy it. So they want to shut conservatives out of the process. And they use, you talked about big pharma. Let's talk about big tech. Big tech is trying to shut Republicans out. There are a bunch of liberals from out in uh, Cupertino, California, that run all these uh, these big tech companies like Google and Facebook and, and, and the likes. We all know what they are. They want you to be shut out of the conversation because they don't want to hear your opinion because you're stupid. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. We know what's best yeah. for you. You just take it. Yeah. Yeah, I picked Big Pharma, but you're correct, Michael. It could also extend to tech, although <clears throat> I do make allowances for Elon Musk, who's kind of... Uh, going back against some of the strong, uh, I consider him more progressive, but he's going against some of the left-wing Democrat and liberals and basically say, you guys are going too far. And uh, for to him, I give him credit. The big issue with big tech right now, which is causing them to sober up a little, is that what's driving a lot of their innovation and advances in um, artificial intelligence center around the technology of the chip. And there's no small coincidence the congressmen and women are now putting a bill before Congress to accelerate incentives for private business to build the chips back here in the United States. Why Samsung is now underway with some chip building in Texas. It's a one to two year process. And so there's going to be a lag before we see it. But to get out from under the stronghold of China. China. Yeah, China. Yeah. Look, China, and of course, China, you know, t uh, uh, when, when you look at some of the things that are going on, China's got some internal problems that are really causing them some consternation at this point. But they still, China has a hundred-year plan to rule the world, and they are moving in that direction every day. And of course, the Chinese government doesn't have to worry about what the people think over there. They just push it down their throat because it's a communist country. Yeah, they control the messaging, they control the education. Hey, Pete Hegseth on Fox News is coming out with a special this week, I think it's on Fox Nation, called The Miseducation of America. Uh, well, uh, he, he's, he's explaining why we have this issue called critical, critical race theory, 
and other such uh, extreme thinking. Uh, he's coming out with a special on it, and it's something we should pay attention to. Do you know the kids in school are being asked to write an essay on a piece of paper? Guess what the title on the page is that the teacher is pushing down the student's throat? Why I am white. I am an oppressor. I have privilege as a white person because dot 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 fill in the rest of right, the page. Right. Can you imagine you and I in high school back then being forced to write a, an essay about that? No wonder these poor kids are near neurotic and needing um, uh, some um, counseling, and some are suicidal. This is an obscene uh, misstep by the educational system. China jams it down your throat, but we Americans with liberties and independence and justice, we have a right not to be fed uh, this this uh, propaganda. And where are these teachers coming from that think it's okay to do so? Well, you know, you're right. And what what's happened is, is the, the left has been sort of, uh, well, they I, I wouldn't say sneaky because they're they're open and up front about what they want to do, the progressive left. And they continue to push people into universities, into your high schools, into your elementary schools. And they want these people to and when the order goes out that that we're you know we're moving ahead with our progressive agenda they begin right then doing the things that they were put there to do and that is to indoctrinate our children as they go through school through high school and into college did you see where the college professor was making students write about why the Taliban was not a terrorist organization the Afghanistan ter- Taliban yeah yeah unbelievable rights and liberties Rights and liberties only go so far, including in education. We better get a grip on this. I do support unions, uh, Sherman antitrust laws and things that go back 50, 70 years. But we, these unions have got to, got to back off. Here's, here's, if I was in Congress, I'd be writing a bill to incentivize the Montessori school system and other private school systems that, that promote, um, uh, 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 an alternative to public education. Uh, just bankrupt the public education and let the taxpayers demand that the budgets in their cities and counties uh, be uh, curtailed to defund education because my tax dollars aren't needed in education anymore because I'm putting my child into a private school system. Don't charge me for taxes on a public school system that has failed this nation. That's how you kill the union. Yeah, and and of course that is not so much a problem where you and I live as it is in some of these northern and northeastern states. They they are absolutely nuts. You look at Chicago. I mean, there is no question. And you said it last week that the tails wagging the dog up there. The unions tell them what to do. Exactly, Michael. Well, exactly. let's change the subject. I just want to flip on another subject. We didn't talk about this, but the Biden administration we find out now has shelved a plan for uh, oil ex- exploration on the north slope of Alaska, which is something that President Trump had uh, had put forward, and they were working on a plan to lease and do those things. They've stopped it. At the same time, we look out there and we see fuel prices and, what they're, and the way that they're headed. There is some discussion out there that you could hit 
$125 a barrel within the next six months to 12 months. Now, that affects everybody in the, in the country and the world, for that matter. What do you think about that? Well, it, it, it's regrettable that some people learn faster and some people learn slower. The people that are learning slower are going to realize it probably a way too late and um, realize the economic collapse they, that this insanity has put us into. The people who realize sooner are going to try to fix it sooner. Um, it's like um, cancer. You need the health system to address stage four cancer, but you need a health system to catch the cancer before it even gets to stage four. You need it to uh, uh, to catch it when it's before it's even stage one. And that's where we're at right now. We need a responsive plan to get incentives back in place for oil, not because we're trying to do something to hurt the environment, uh, but because we need not be held hostage to China's control over um, the the rollout of um, economics in the in our nation, it, they they move the ships further out into the ocean so you can't see them off of the Los Angeles, uh, San Diego bays on the west coast. To uh, they're just out of sight, out of mind. This yeah, but- is absolute insanity. There was President Trump had the pipeline in the right place uh, here in North America. And in Europe, he stuck it to Putin perfectly and had him eating out of his hands uh, uh, with the oil pipeline over there, what, what the gas line over there. Uh, Biden opening it up and letting him have it tells me that Russia and or China are holding Biden hostage. They know they've got the goods on Biden in some way. And Biden is scared to death that they're going to release it. He never goes against it. But, you know, the the bottom line, Gene, is and we've only got about 30 seconds left. But the bottom line is, is when the fuel prices go to one hundred twenty five dollars a gallon, who does it hurt? It hurts people out here in the midsection of our country, not so much the people in the big cities. But we have to drive a distance to go to work. All the stuff that we get has to be brought by. Uh, truck. All of the things that we get are coming in from all over the country. So it's it's going to cost. It's going to make the cost of everything go up. It's going to be a rough ride if somebody doesn't get uh, back in charge. Thank you for joining us, Gene. We appreciate. Yes, you just described Keynesian economics and the ripple effect of the supply chain. And you are absolutely correct. Sorry if I missed the point, but the but the average citizen in the Beltland in the Pine Belt Daybreak area. And the rest of the nation are going to feel uh, the ripple effect of this. If we don't step up now, the, me- the, the solution is step up now, folks, and demand that your congressman change the direction. That's right. we got to go, Gene. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. A cold beer on a Friday night. A pair of jeans that fit just